Hello, welcome to Soul Led, a podcast dedicated to the evolution of your soul and the development of your spiritual gifts. I am Nikki Novo, your spiritual mentor, a fiery Latina, mom of three, and a lover of all things intuitive. You're here because you're meant to be here. So let's do this. Hello and welcome to Soul Led Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Novo. How's everybody doing? Well, we have lots going on today, but so excited to share this conversation with you with one of my favorite people that just, I know I can talk to anything. I can just bring up like the weirdest things to her. And I, that's basically like why I keep you in my life, Chelsea, but (laughs) but introducing Chelsea Jewell. She's a soul mentor, but in addition to that and many other things, she is an intuitive coach, a mentor and a karmic astrologer. She's a good friend of mine and just an all around, like super amazing, wise, weird person that I love. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. (laughs) Elsie, thanks for being here with me. Thank you so much for having me. I feel very honored. You, I'm one of the people you feel like you can talk to about anything weird. Yeah. (laughs) So just a backstory, you guys, Chelsea, I mean, I met her many moons ago, not many, but it feels like many moons ago. And, um, just, you know, she came in for a reading and, you know, we just kind of started working together and she was having all these like upgrades and things like that. But she ended up in soul teacher, our first ever soul teacher, which is our level, level three program. And I used to love like just sitting there and waiting for your questions, Chelsea. I was like, what weird question are you <laughs> going to ask today? And I kind of was trying to protect the rest of the group from like how kind of open-minded Chelsea was or how able to compute so many things. And I was like trying to keep the rest of the group from not going into a tailspin because like Chelsea, it was kind of like almost like having like I don't know, like kind of your weirdo, like AP kid in like a regular <laughs> class. And I was like, you know, I was like, let me, how do I, how do I not throw like the rest of the class into like a weird place? So I always, I, I really enjoyed having you Chelsea always. I remember that feeling in one of the first Q and A's we had in Soul Teacher where I feel like that really opened the floodgates. And I remember having that feeling too, of like, should I be talking to you about this separately? Cause we're, getting really out there. And I'm not sure if everyone like wants to talk about alien stuff and stuff like that. (laughs) Exactly. No, it does happen. It's like when you're teaching a group, you kind of like have to be, because the cool thing about our work is that like, it's constantly like changing your perception and unveiling and all these things. And and, like, not everybody's ready for the same like unveiling, you know? And I, and Chelsea was just like out on the outskirts always. I was like, I think we need to talk about this separately. (laughs) (laughs) So Chelsea, tell me, I mean, I have my own obviously perspective of like how you got into this work and how you became this like amazing intuitive almost out of nowhere. I mean, it feels like in many ways to me, it's not that I didn't, you know, the cool thing about you, Chelsea, was always that like, I like what I saw in you and like what I believed in you, you were like this little, uh, like plant that just like absorbed it (laughs) and like lived it out, you know, where a lot of times some people, it's hard for them to like accept love and accept like encouragement, but it must be the Leo in you. They were like drinking it up and then like just really, you know, became what I always saw like you were and what you, what you are. But tell me a little bit about kind of maybe before we met, did you already know that there was something kind of happening for you? Yeah, a little bit. I think my first reading with you was in, it was around July 2019, which is so weird because that feels like it was, you know, five years ago. But 
I had been working with another psychic kind of mentor, not really purposely to develop my intuitive gifts because I didn't think I was going to be doing this work at all. I was just sort of going through my own sort of spiritual awakening for about a year before that of what really led me to my whole gifts and everything was ego death and like a dark night of the soul where I had had my absolute dream job in marketing. I was working like in social media content marketing. I worked for Coca-Cola on their FIFA World Cup campaign, which is like the big soccer tournament every four years. And I've played soccer since I was six. So I was like traveling around the world on a private plane, doing marketing for like the biggest company in the world, almost talking to soccer fans. And it was amazing. But like, I loved every second of it, but it was also very challenging. And I ended that job. There were some people I worked with who like really were kind of tearing me down emotionally and really kind of attacking my character. And it led me to this whole question of like, who am I? And like, if I'm not, you know, the overachiever that I've always been and people don't see the value in my work, like they always have, like that Leo energy I have in me, you mentioned, then like, who am I? And so I, you know, started doing all this different work. I got into manifestation, law of attraction, astrology. And so I had worked with this woman a little bit before you who she was really just, she was pretty much just giving me psychic readings and a little bit of coaching, I guess. But she had told me I had intuitive abilities. But I think one of the things that drew me to you, Nikki, was I related to your story of not being one of those people who was seeing spirits at a young age and had these intuitive abilities that they knew were there from a young age. And you really sort of like developed them in yourself through practice and focus and attention. And that's kind of how I felt too. So I had my first reading with you and it was obviously an amazing reading. And then it's so weird that a few short months later, as we moved into 2020 was when we really started like working together more. And I feel like things really opened up for me. Yeah, no, it's, it, you're like a fascinating story. I think we kind of knew that you weren't, we knew that something was going to change in your work or whatever, but I mean, you're just so talented right now, Chelsea. Like you're, I mean, the girls in the group, like in Soul Collective, they love you. Everybody has a reading with you. It's like, you know, Chelsea fan number one, team oh, Chelsea, hey. like team Chelsea shirts, I think. <laughs> but yeah, no, but you're like a true, I mean, yeah, we're very similar in that sense. I mean, I took longer because I did it by myself. So I didn't, create like the intensity of gift like that I have now as quick as a lot of you guys did because you're doing it in group and you're doing it together. So that's, that's definitely why, but yeah, it's fascinating. Like you were kind of one of the ones similar to Angelica too. Like one of the ones that I was like, look, if we just give her these, these tools and give her this like little container and like what really came out of you. It was amazing. And I love how you bring in astrology. So just so you guys know that I don't know too much about astrology and it can be insulting to some people sometimes, <laughs> like, but actually I, I wanted to talk a little bit about astrology because something brought me there. Um, and I was going to, I want, I was holding this conversation to, for the podcast, but you do these really cool past life like astrology readings, which I think are really cool. So did you take what we learned in Soul Teacher? Because we t- we do teach um, past lives in Soul Leader and in Soul Teacher, but then you brought in astrology also. So how did you come up with that little mix, that recipe? Yeah. I, well, I have like sort of two different offerings and the my past, present, future reading, which is more of like a healing in a reading. 
I start where I use the astrology chart to tell me like the backbone of potentially what a person was doing or where, what they're here to heal their karma from a past life. Mm -hmm. But then I use what we learned in soul teacher to then go into their Akashic records and go into a specific past life around that storyline and get sort of the details and get like a clear image of the scenes that we are needing to bring healing to. So it's really cool to, because it actually feels less energetically taxing to me that way to like get a whole story from start to finish from the records, like kind of check my work in the astrology chart yes, and then download the rest in the Akashic records. Yes. I, I think that's like what, that's the cool thing about astrology or even cards that like, it helps us kind of, I mean, I think it's important to work on our own intuition and try to pull what we can on our own, but it's nice to be able to like, look at it and be like, Oh, you see like this matches up. So I love that. And also like past, actually I'm doing a solo episode that goes with this one. It's all about past lives. And the thing about past lives, when you're pulling them up in the Akashic records, it's really like, you're going in blind. Like you're like, Mm -hmm. I have like, a lot of this work is like, oh my gosh, am I making this up? But I think past lives is like, what the shit? Like, am I, I mean, it's really like, it's such a blinded, it feels very blinded. I feel like when you go and look for a past life in the Akashic records. Yeah. I remember when we were doing that in soul teacher and we were practicing with each other and I was, I mean, like any sort of intuitive reading, it feels really scary to just be like, I have no idea what I'm even talking about, but this is what I pulled up for your past life. Does this make sense to you? And it does to the other person. And it's like very impactful and very healing. But um, yeah, you definitely feel like crazy and you're making it up while you're, while you're giving the messages. Yeah. And that's like, what's I think nice about astrology. It's like, you, you still have to know how to read it and you need, and I think the best is to teach astrologers and in, like intuition and to empower them with their own intuition. But, um, you know, at least like there's, I don't know, something there. It's a little, you know, it's a yeah. little something. So that's really cool. I really enjoy it. Well, I did an astrology past. Was it past? Was it your past life one? It's that's what I call my karmic astrology karmic. where like, I don't, necessarily get the exact details from your records of the past life, but I'm more just say like, this is the sort of energy or theme that you're working with. It's lifetime. Um, yeah. And I re- that was very, and I feel like Chelsea, which is like the worst kind of client, but that client that comes in is like kind of not overwhelmed by the information, but processing it so much. Like that's who I was in your reading. I was like, oh. and then like later afterwards, I like understood it all, you know? So I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, that's how I I feel. That's why I always record my readings so people can go back. But um, especially with astrology, it's funny you mentioned before, you said something about me being like a computer. And sometimes when I'm doing astrology readings, I literally feel like a computer that is processing all this information and like synthesizing it together. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all the down, it's like almost like, and then you get out of the reading and you're like, well, what was that? I, I mean, I <laughs> that often, like, I just talk, 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 talk. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what just happened? And it's not, you know, it's not that I'm channeling. It's just that we're in such a focused space that, because channeling you guys, just so you know, and we'll talk about this later in another episode, but channeling is like, I leave, like I empty my body to let something else come through to me. So channeling would be like an Abraham Hicks, you know, that she moves out and he just like, you know, and, and Abraham comes through. So that's different than like connecting and downloading, which is what we're doing, but it does feel kind of like a channel in a sense, because your brain really just your ego, all that stuff gets out of the way. And sometimes like, that's why, I don't know if this happens to you, Chelsea, but a lot of people will be like, you remember in my reading, you know, two years ago, I'm like, no, absolutely not. I don't remember yeah. what I did yesterday because I'm in such a state of focus 
that there's just no way I could hold all that information in my memory. Right. Because so, you're just you're just downloading the information. So yeah. I think yeah. I have the same way. Yeah. And then I feel bad, but I'm like, guys, no, I really don't. I should leave I, that. We should leave that as like a disclaimer. Like <laughs> Nikki and Chelsea will not remember. <laughs> told you. I also like, I tend to over-prepare for my readings and like the meditation or if I'm doing an astrology reading, like taking some notes on some key themes beforehand. So I do sometimes have my outline of notes, but then it's funny, like the different directions you go when you're in it and you're like really focused in the, in the flow like that. Mm -hmm. And it's also funny, you know, what people receive in the readings because and then what you think you're trying to yes I know and it's all I I love it though because like I set my intention before any reading that they just receive exactly what they need to and even sometimes during the reading I'll say something and they'll repeat it back to me like oh it's like this and what you said yeah (laughs) completely but it's yeah well because there's a lot of telepathy like telepathy telepathy thank you telepathy <laughs> going on. So I feel, and I think that also, like, if you're working with like a spirit guide or your own guide or you're in the Akashic Records, like they're in it with you too. So they're like, they just, they're pulling what they need to pull also. So it's like you're just kind yeah. of setting the stage for them. But yeah, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. Okay. Well, add a few things because Chelsea and I can talk forever, you guys. And I just thought, like, mate, there's things that I want to talk to Chelsea about. And I'm just hoping you guys will just come and sit with us for a little bit. So, Chelsea. We spoke last week and I don't know how the conversation brought us to, but you were like, oh, you should watch the documentary. What was it called? Close Encounters with the Fifth Kind, right? Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, I was like, oh, I'm down always. I'm always down for a weird, you know, Gaia or, you know, whatever I can find. So I watch it. And so it's all about aliens, you guys, just so you know, and this is kind of one of our favorite conversations. (laughs) Um, And... I have, you know, I, I channel and excuse me, I connect with aliens all the time and I'm do, I do that work all the time. I, you know, I work with like, I'll connect with the galactic federation, all that kind of stuff. So it's not that like any of the information was new to me, but I was explaining to Chelsea before we spoke today that I had a healing, a really cool healing last Friday. And then I watched the documentary. So it's like, I was super open and like available for all these like downloads. So there was just something about like me being focused onto that documentary that like all this information was coming through. So it was really eye-opening for me a lot. And then I looked at the reviews, people were like pissed because he's like sharing his app or something like the, the doctor was like pushing mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, I don't, I don't care if this guy makes money or not. Like, like, yeah. like I thought it was such good information. Let the guy make money. Who gives a shit? Yeah. And so I was kind of getting this feel that I don't know if you've ever um, read or seen that the, this Dr. Seuss movie, it's the one about like the elephant that basically he finds like a flower. He lives in a world, you know, he's like an elephant and whatever he lives in, like whatever, some sort of forest or something. And (laughs) he finds like a flower and he like puts the flower to like his ear and he hears like something going on in that world. And he realizes that like that flower has like a whole world. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the movie like kind of zooms into that whole world and it is a whole world. It's like one of Dr. Seuss's worlds and whatever. And they have, you know, things going on. It's kind of like the idea of like, we live on this planet, but you can look at an ant and like the ant has a whole like world going on. And I kind of feel like that's what we are to the aliens. Yeah. I kind of feel that like when I was watching that, I was like, oh, we are 
the little ants that they're like watching, they're like, oh my gosh, what the shit are these people doing? Like, you know, like look at these ants and like kind of like trying to rearrange it sometimes and all these things. So I, that was like a really big, like I just kind of, that was my sense. And I have, I don't know if you've ever felt this, but I have definitely like been in meditation or have had a healing and have felt them watching me, like observing me, kind mm-hmm. of like observing my own ascension and like kind of what I'm going through. Like I feel, I haven't really got caught up in them or anything like that, but I, feel that they watch, not that they, not even that they're watching over, but almost like observing kind of like a scientist. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have, well, so many thoughts, but I mean, I also have connected with like, in addition to my sort of like normal spirit guides, I have extraterrestrial guides as well that are, I have, I know I have, I don't even know if it's one or if it's like a little group of them. And it feels like maybe like three to five of them and one sort of is a spokesperson, but of the Palladians and Arcturians. But I've also had, I think I've told you this before. I can't remember. I've also had some experiences like not seeing physical, like alien shapes, but like seeing star movement in the sky, I guess you would say. Well, I mean, that video you have is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I sent you you that video. Well, not just, can you talk about it really quick? This is so weird because I have this video from when I was living in Midtown in Atlanta. So I'm like in the middle of the city amongst all these buildings and all these lights. And there was a period of like, I think it was like two or three weeks where every night for two or three weeks, I would go onto my, I was in a high rise in Midtown. I would go out onto my little patio and there was this one building like a block or two away. And it has one thing that is interesting about it is it has a pyramid top shape and there were these, like, I would see, like, between two and seven moving star things. It's happening more than just that night that you caught it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was going on for, like, two or three weeks. And it was right after I had gotten back from a trip to Egypt for my 30th birthday. And it was also right after a family member had passed away. And it felt connected to that because it felt when I was, like, watching them and, you know, trying to, like, communicate with them telepathically, it felt almost like the feeling I got from it was like my uncle or it was actually my mom's uncle who had passed away. It was like his spirit joining my other past loved ones. And they seemed like little kids, like blinking lights that would go up and around this building. And it was like, they were playing tag or something. And so it felt related to that. And I I haven't told a ton of people about it or like shown the video to a ton of people. Cause like it felt really special to me and really sort of sacred. And I don't, I didn't want to invite people to be like, oh, I think that's just a bird or something. I mean, that that was like amazing. I mean, I can't even believe that you caught it on video. Well, and I I waited like a week or so because I was like, I don't know if I should be right, recording this. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, But I felt like I sort of felt like permission. I, I had permission to record it. And the fact that it turned out, I felt like meant that it was okay to record it. Yeah, I have goosebumps. And maybe like, your soul, your ancestors are like of an alien, mm-hmm. you know, planet. And that's kind of also like how it all connects. Well, that's know? another experience I've had actually when I was in Miami in 2019, it was actually before I knew you, but I was at this work conference and I was on the beach, like ignoring everyone and watching <laughs> the sunset and looking at the stars as I do. And I had heard of Palladians, but I hadn't really heard of any other like star beings at that point. And I just was out there on the beach looking at the stars for hours. And I looked up at this one star and I swear, like, if you just 
it was, it turned out to be Arcturus. And so I, I have a connection now with the Arcturians and I know like that's where I'm from, but I just stared at it and like set my focus on it. And this star like started to move and sort of like, it wasn't streaking across the sky, but it was sort of like going back and forth. And I would ask it a question and it would go to the left. And then I'd ask it something else and it would go to the right. And I swear, I thought I was going insane or I was, I was like, did someone secretly drug me or something? Um, that I felt connected to my grandfather who had passed. And I was like, I think he's up there. I think he's up in this star talking to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I really, I mean, because, so it's funny. When I was watching the documentary, my, our middle son, who's like the most eccentric and he's like, everybody knows Oliver because he is all up in my work. Like the guy is like super into like, and that he doesn't know he's into the work, but he is, his little soul shows up at all times. So I'm watching the documentary and he comes and he sits with me and he's like, what are you watching? And I tell him, and you know, like any child, he freaks out because he has heard that like, you know, aliens are bad and, you know, the, the, obviously all the, the media that's like been sent to him, but he's very smart. Like it's a Gemini and his like mind is like way too fast for himself. So if you can like reason with him and if you can get a little logical with him, like he'll then like connect with you. So I'm like, well, I'm like, Oliver, they're not, they're not bad because think about it. I was like, they if they're coming to us, it's because like they have more technology. They must be smarter than us. It's like basically what I was saying. I was like, they must be more advanced than, than we are. Cause in many ways we're like indigenous to the, to the star people, you know, mm-hmm. like we are so, you know, just at the beginning of our process. And, and I'm like, if they're coming to us, it's because they're smarter than us. And I go, and, and let me like, and, and he was l- recently learning about, you know, the civil war and, and, you know, kind of like that, like we were so awful and like segregating people. And he, he was learning about like different water fountains and he was appalled by this. And, and I always tell him, you know, he understands I'm like, well, before we weren't as smart and now we are smarter. Mm-hmm. So our brains are like smarter. So we know those things are wrong and bad, but like before we didn't know, cause our brains weren't developed. So I'm like, if these people are, if these, this being is smarter than us, then they can't be bad because they, I, I tell him like the, the smarter we get, the less we kill, the less right. we destroy. And he was like, Oh, like it was like very mind blowing to him. Like he really <laughs> got it. And, um, and I think that that's important because we are like, we can't keep sharing the same messages to our kids because like, we are really being asked to evolve. Like we are wow. like, they, we are being put into a pressure cooker right now. It's like, we have to get rid of these things. And like these kids, I mean, Oliver's seven, but we really like, we can't, you know, which is why they're fighting us a lot too. They're like, you know, all the alley. It's like, you ask her that she, you know, my alley is my 15 year old. She, she likes boys or girls. She's like, I don't like to define that. Like they're just, you know, like they're just, they're like just fucking with us, like in all ways possible. But I just feel like we are really being asked to expand. And if we don't, if we don't get there, like it's, you know, and yeah. I look at like these, the alien stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so like the, the high achiever in me is like, oh, I feel so behind. <laughs> like, are we ever going to get there? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. That's so interesting. I've also heard, I think I was speaking with one of the other psychic women that I was working with for a while. And, um, she told me at one point, like parts of them or some of them may be like us, our souls from the future. So sometimes yeah. when I start feeling behind and like, Oh my God, we have so far to go to like, keep evolving. I come back to that and it helps kind of calm me down. Cause I'm like, okay, that's me in the future or it could be me in the future. And I'm like looking out for me. 
No, you're right. I, um, I do a lot of dimension work myself too. Like when I'm in my own meditation, like I play with like different timelines and I can see all these like different versions of me in different timelines, yeah. but I, yeah, I guess in my human moment, I was like really frustrated, but not frustrated, but I was like, oh my gosh, with this, it's just weird how, like, I don't know, like I'm so aware, like sometimes I'm like, but I'm so aware of this lifetime of like what's happening right now. Like this feels so real to me, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm like, I want to feel like the other people for a second. I don't know. Have you read the book, The Midnight Library? No. It's like a fiction book. I'm in the middle of it now, but it, I don't know if the author knew about the Akashic Records and all of that, but author, what is it a guy? Yeah. His name's Matt Haig. I think. Yes. I've heard of this before, but okay. I don't know, but I've heard this like, yeah. Yeah. This girl gets to go like kind of try out all these different lifetimes but she like goes to pick them out she's in a library and I'm like yeah did you where did you get this information from because it seems very familiar (laughs) yeah yeah. I've heard like no I'm sure I'm sure well I think like I mean if you watch like Harry Potter too like I think like oh my gosh was this lady just hanging out they probably not you know they were just they don't know but I think that like you know all these so many of the things that we write are or even like if you watch Star Wars you know I'm Mm -hmm. thinking like these are just chant, you know, just things are downloaded from what exists. And I think also a little bit of preparing us and kind of whatever. So anyways, that, that documentary was really cool. Highly, I'll, I'll link it you guys so you can watch it. And you know, it's, it's up for your, whatever you believe about it is totally fine, but it was, it was really cool for me to watch one of like the cooler, it was, it was well-made, you know, like I thought that it was, it was good and it's, it's fairly new. So it's like, doesn't feel super outdated. I should probably watch it again. It's been I like I watched it last summer, I think, but that, you know, that was the summer of 2020. And that feels like it was a few years ago based on <laughs> everything we've yeah. gone through in the past year. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really, it was really funny for me to watch. And I, I got my husband to watch and everything. Um, okay. So I wanted to tell you another thing that I have going on. So I signed up for Tai Chi like right before 20, right before the pandemic. Cause I, for a long, I would just watch Tai Chi and I'm like, I'm supposed to do that. Like, I, I don't know why. And I, I, my husband would tell me, I signed up for a class in the university of Miami. That's like anybody can, you don't have to be a student. And he's like, you're definitely, and it was like at 11 o'clock on like a Tuesday. He's like, you're definitely going to be the youngest one in that class. <laughs> he's like, it's going to be a bunch of old people. I'm like, great, even better. So anyways, I obviously never went because it got closed down. And then I just, whatever, I never like revisited it. And I have no idea why I was being called to it, but that happens to me often. And I just kind of go for things. So then this weekend I was meditating and I'm in a place where I'm working. So like, I am very aware of like the anxious energy that's in me, but I work with it. I usually transform it because it's what makes me like achieve and do. And like, you know, it's, it's the part of me that like, it gives me a lot of fire. So I've never like hated my anxious energy. I've never even tried to, you know, get rid of it. I basically just use it. But lately I'm about to get ready to write a book. And lately that energy is almost becoming like a disorganized energy because like everything around me is growing and I can't move as fast as I used to. So, and that anxious energy makes me go fast and I I just can't go fast anymore. So it was helpful and I loved it, but it's like time to move that on. So I was in meditation and I am working like to, to kind of feel the anxious energy and then release it and just kind of see like what's underneath it. 
And um, I was doing that this weekend. And as I was going underneath it, like I got this energy that says, it came to me and it said, I am Chi. And I'm like, hey, Chi. (laughs) (laughs) And I knew it wasn't this guide or anything like that. It was explained to me that it was like an energy, you know, within me, which Chi, you guys, is life force, which is also like, there's a lot of different terms for this, like Kundalini, there's Chi energy, all this stuff. But it comes to me as Chi because I guess maybe I, maybe I have had a a lifetime. I don't know. So anyways, (laughs) it comes to me as Chi and it's like explaining to me that it is life force. And it was like really teaching me. It taught me some cool things. It didn't speak too much, but it was saying something like, I will not speak over you, which is kind of saying like all that anxious and that like loud talking that you have going on, Nikki, like, I'm not going to talk over that. So to find this like place within me, which is my life force, which is my energy. And it was kind of showing me like what my energy felt like, which at the end of the day is like God's energy. It was just a mm-hmm. piece, like that little piece of God's energy that's within me. So it brought me down this like kind of awareness of because I'm moving into this place of like, I, I'm moving into like a being state rather than a doing state. Mm-hmm. So as I go into being state, like this concept of if I just be me and obviously like follow the, the steps and all that kind of stuff, everything that is supposed to pan will pan, which I've had a problem with. And I think that a lot of us that get into like who start spirituality with like manifesting and yeah. you know all these things that I can make happen for myself. If we came in through that route, like the idea of like destiny and fate is a big problem because like none of us want to believe that, you know, and this is, I see this in my readings often, often people who are trying to have their own will versus God's will. And to me, God's will is just at the end of the day, it is fate. It is destiny. It is like basically like your path, your soul's contract. So I'm trying to like, before I was like living out that soul contract through force and through doing through that really anxious type energy. And now moving into it through a being, um, and that's why the chi energy has been coming to me because that's like the energy that I'm going to start moving into. So, which brings me to astrology. I think why I tend to like have a problem with it is that it feels very fixed to me. And I was just wondering, like, what are your thoughts about fate and like destiny? And mm-hmm. you know, if this is making any sense, what do you think? Yeah, no, I love these conversations too. And having looked at your birth chart, I would say this path you're on of being instead of doing is aligned with the highest expression of your chart. (laughs) 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 Um, No, but so one of the famous astrologers who I love all of his books, his name, his name is Stephen Forrest. And one of the principles that he shares, and it's one of my like pillars of intuitive astrology that I teach in my class now is the astrology chart and the birth chart presents questions, not answers. Mm. And that feels a lot more empowering because yes, of course we have free will, but your chart is basically saying like, here's the energy that you chose to come in with. And I believe, you know, we choose every aspect of our charts that feels aligned with free will, even though it's maybe the free will of our soul instead of our conscious like ego self here's what you have, but you always have free will and how you want to use it. And then when it comes to like transits and where the planets are now and how they're interacting with elements of your chart, and that's where a lot of people will sometimes get caught up in fate or destiny or whatever. That also like won't do anything. We'll be like, oh, it's my fate. So I'll just stay here at home. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But those are like the windows of opportunity where things can happen. But there's also like different windows of opportunity every single day because there 
are the like what we call the inner planets like Mercury, Mars and Venus that move really quickly. They move like in a pretty similar um, or even quicker sometimes than the sun. So they're changing every day. And so there's tons of windows of opportunity for things to happen there. Whereas the outer planets, the ones that are farther away from the sun move a lot more slowly. And those like Pluto, Neptune, Uranus, Jupiter and Saturn a little bit, they have like bigger long-term impacts. And it's like, they're almost triggered by these, these windows of opportunity are almost triggered by the faster moving planets. But again, they're just opportunities that we have free will to sort of like harness and act upon. And then we also have free will to say like, which way are we going to act upon this? And every sign in every planet exists on a spectrum of, you know, shadow to light energy. And so another thing I also tell people a lot is that you could never look at someone's chart, like Hitler, for example, and look at his chart and be like, this is a really bad guy. Right. He actually, um, I've looked at his chart before, I think, or an estimation of his chart. And he probably has like huge potential to do great things. He just chose to use it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so there's within like that spectrum of every planet and every sign, there are, of course, almost infinite possibilities of how you can choose to express them within that spectrum. Mm-hmm. But I do think when we know at least pieces of our chart, it just, it's sort of like human design. Like it, it clues you in and it helps you know, like how you can live most aligned with what you've got going on for you. Yeah. I think it focuses your energy in a sense. Yeah. If you were kind of having confused energy within you, it kind of just, it, it activates something in you. It focus it focuses you basically. Yeah. And it gives you a lot of permission too. Yes. To say like, oh, because so many times we fight against ourselves and our natural way of being because we it doesn't seem like that's the right way to live life but when we start like giving ourselves permission to work with our energy it actually frees up a lot more energy and like you said kind of focuses us mm-hmm. on how we can live most aligned what's in my chart that makes you think that this is on brand for me <laughs> <laughs> you're well you I don't have it up in front of me, but I remember you have like a million things in cancer in the first house and your South node, which is where I like look first for that past life information. And also the South node represents sort of the energy that you've had really strongly in a past life. It was Capricorn they had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Capricorn in the seventh house. And what that means a lot of like one sort of interpretation of that is like, Capricorn is having to work and do and sometimes force in the seventh house. It's around relationships and like you're moving and sort of embracing more of that cancer first house. So it's like you're moving away from the lesson of I have to work really hard to earn people's love and attention. And I'm learning to just be and feel and like let myself live mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the way I, I am. Yeah, that's exactly where, where I'm going. And like just being the child of an immigrant, like we are, you know, where that was not only is it in my chart, but it was like also modeled to me, Mm -hmm. like work for what you have, like, you know, get love by like being able to be available for them. And, and I became like this little like savior child, like just constantly like saving. And, and it was a good way to use again, like that, you know, kind of sensitivity within me, but now it's like kind of releasing that and going deeper into the, 
into the energy for me. So that's why that's what Tai Chi's been. I'm like, so, I've been, so anyways, I signed up for this like girl online, which I'll share with you guys. I forgot her name, but I'll share it with you if you're interested in Tai Chi. It's kind of like, um, and I love yoga, but I, I don't know why my breath connects more to Tai Chi. Like yoga mm-hmm. in a weird way is like faster for me. And then I think there's, it's yoga has become a little bit like, let me show you what I can do. And if like, I can't do these things, then like, I'm not a yogi if my body, I don't know. So Tai Chi, it's like, it's, it's so, it kind of does the same thing that I guess some people might use yoga for, but I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's really cool. They're like, now you're hugging a mountain and like the Mm -hmm. same way the water flows, you flow. And I'm like, yes, I get (laughs) this. And I'm just like, and moving in my room, my husband's like, "I'm like, you should do this with me." He's like, "That's not my thing." I'm like, I'm like I'm, yeah, it's probably like you have to probably be over seventy. So I invited my dad to do it with me, and he's still like confused by why I'm doing this. Um, but it's great. I really enjoy it. It's it's really helping me connect to that energy. That I'm is, I'm gonna try it now. I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you. It's just, um, I'm sure not everybody connects to it. It's just that like where I am, that I'm trying to that I'm, I, I can release like this anxious go, go, go energy, yeah. like, a good way for me to get connected to myself. So it's really cool. Well, and I feel that some ways in yoga too, cause I am, I've like played soccer my whole life and I've had knee surgeries and I'm not flexible at all. And so a lot of times yoga, I get very much in my head and in the comparative state of like, I can't touch my toes. Like I suck at this. No, hundred percent. I feel bad because I feel like yoga is not, was never meant for that, but I think yeah. we have taken it over and like we have placed all these yeah and you know what do you see when you like see a yoga pose it's like some super stretchy pose that like most people can't do or you know yeah I know so I just it it just it doesn't bring the best out of me so that's why it doesn't work for me you know same I think that's the same so maybe I'll I'll try my luck at tai chi (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure and then she has like this really cool photo where she's like dressed in this like kind of like a, I guess what you would wear almost like in karate, but she has like a sword. I'm like, yes. Oh, like, cool. I'm like, so I'm thinking maybe I'll get to a level where I can start using like a sword or something or like a pole, you know, that's what uh-huh. I'm, I'm really at the, I'm at the waves right now. I'm at the <laughs> ocean. That's where I am. That seems like a good level to be at though. <laughs> it is, it's great, but I can see myself like with the pole or something, or maybe I, you know, there I go. There I go trying to like achieve again, you know, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Chelsea, well, thanks for talking to me about all these things. Yeah, thank you. I always love our conversations about everything weird and spiritual and not weird, <laughs> everything in between. I feel like we've kept it, you know, we've kept it pretty PC, you guys. <laughs> ease you into these weird topics. It's just like, how far can you go? You know, it's like, how big can you go? It's kind of, and that's what I love about Chelsea, you guys. So here's my plug. If you're interested in a soul mentor reading, which is basically a reading with somebody who's been trained by me, I love Chelsea because her, and she, I remember when, when I cho- when I asked Chelsea to be a mentor, she was like, why are you choosing me? <laughs> Let me and I, maybe I've never given you a good example, but a good explanation, but she, like, I feel like your mind is connected to like infinity, like to the endlessness of the universe. And those are the best people for, to teach intuition. Um, cause, cause the thing is like, you have to get past your mind, but you're also using your mind yeah. for intuition. So that's the tricky part. It's like, you have to get past this kind of the archaic part of our mind. Cause there's a very like stone age type brain that we have, but that's only a very small part of our brain. There's this all this other part, but it has to connect to the energy is like curiosity, 
um, which I feel that Chelsea and I share like an energy of like a, a, a guided by so much by curiosity. And I think you are too, Chelsea. And obviously I, I like <laughs> seeing myself in other people apparently, but um, so that's why you've been able to like receive so much information because your, your brain is like so open to it, you know, and that's, that's why I love you. But then the other cool part about you is that you're very grounded. So you're like able, you know, like you understand like the basics of like, you know, career and like love and all that stuff. So you are, you know, you live in Atlanta, like in the middle of a city, you know, all those kind of things. So you're able to also be like super um, relatable. Like you're able to mm-hmm. kind of talk to a person to where they are, but you're also like so open to like whatever will come through. And I, that's what makes a good reader. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I really love you guys reading with Chelsea. So check and- it out. I so appreciate you saying that. And it reminded me going back to the documentary you mentioned real quick, because the one thing I really remember that stood out to me and you talked about like, you know, using your brain and using your thoughts almost, but in a different way than we're used to using them. The one thing I really remember from that documentary, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, I think it's called, is he said something about, I actually like pause it when he said this and I rewound it and I wrote it down somewhere. But he said something about like, what is faster than the speed of light and the speed of sound is the speed of thought. And that's why these things like telepathy and channeling and all these things can happen, even if there are beings in other dimensions and or other parts of the world. And I really resonated with that. You know, I, f- I feel like I connect more through my mind a lot of times than like my heart chakra, which I am getting better at, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, some of us start, I started at the third eye too. Yeah. Into the heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that was cool because I really like thinking about and using the power of thought, but in different ways than, you know, we've been thinking for years. Definitely. No. And I, when I was watching the documentary, Chelsea, I was like, I mean, these people should call a sister up. Like, I feel like we can help them out. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm like, we can help you guys. Like we can do that. So, like he makes it sound like some of the times he was teaching, he was like, you know, we get together and all this stuff. I'm like, we do that on a freaking Tuesday. Like <laughs> Zoom. Like, yeah. I mean, I think I, I do want to know how some, so basically you guys, when you watch the documentary, he gets like groups together and then they start to connect with these um, star beings. And then like, basically the star being gives, gives them some sort of like manifestation. Like sometimes we'll see a light or something. So I want that I'm interested in. So I told, so Oliver, my, my middle son was like, he was, he says he's down to like sit with me outside and see if we can let them know where we're at. So, um, and it's funny, he was scared. And then I'm like, don't be scared, you know, whatever. And then the next day he's like, Hey mom, you never called me to meditate with me. <laughs> it's like, he's like, you're scared. I was like, Maybe I am. I'm like, what if a spaceship shows up in our backyard? Oh my gosh. I want to come. I can't wait. <laughs> so, we, so, uh, but anyways, that's, I guess the only difference, like through what we learn through the soul programs and like what he's doing over there. But it's so fascinating. I'm like, but I really feel, I've said this a million times, but I do feel like the brain is evolving and that mm-hmm. it's just like, if you get on board now, you guys get ahead of the trend because it's just where we're going. It's like, yeah, I think you said this at one time, but it feels like the things we do, like intuition and telepathy and reading people's energy like a lot of people want to do it because they want to give readings and things but I think it's going to be like a really basic skill like communication or like public speaking or writing or something in the future I I completely agree like I've been training my kids so 
you know, watch out guys. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to see what like kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. kids and babies these days from, I just feel like parenting from people who are very conscious and very aware, like the kids that are growing up today are going to like, yeah, yeah, they're going to, I'm excited. Crazy tell the week. I so I, when I put Eth, our little one who's three, when I put him to sleep, you know he still wants me to hang out with him there. But I try to you know separate it so he can start falling asleep on his own. So I sit in like he, I sit in like a Oliver's bed. Oliver doesn't go to sleep at the same time with him, but they share a room. So I sit in Oliver's bed and I meditate. And Ethan has caught me meditating. He knows that I'm meditating like while he's trying to fall asleep. So lately, and he's three, he gets out of his bed and he comes sit with me. He goes, he's like, and you know he doesn't have a word for meditation, but he's like, mommy, no, we're gonna do. And then he closes his eyes and his hand, and that's like, instead of saying meditation, he goes, we're going to do. And then like closes his eyes, puts his little hands there. I mean, he lasts one minute, but I think that, um, I find that fascinating. Like, so I just kind of try to help him like feel his heart and feel his breath. Yeah. That's all we're doing, but it's like, okay, what, why are you interested in that? And like, Oliver is such a, you know, he's such a weirdo. Um, he's like our super eccentric child and he is. I don't know. Like, I'm like, okay, why, you know, they, every time we do something in soul collective, like any of the courses and I have to, I, I basically introduce the, the instructor, but then I put myself on off camera and the kids are always watching. Like they're just like, every, they've watched Melanie, they've watched the animals, they've watched like everything. And I, I, you know, I'm not pushing anything. I'm just, it's interesting that they're like curious. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I think that's so cool. And I think it's nice too, that because adults are starting to open up more to it, there's less shame around it for kids to like pique their curiosity around it yeah yeah and it's yeah and it'll be interesting to see like how there's a totally separate like you know religion is still strong and hard so it's like what's going to happen when there's like such a separation between that so yeah I know especially living in the south I did a PR pitch to southern living once like (laughs) you should talk about this stuff your readers are getting younger I never got a response (laughs) (laughs) That's like, that's like you sending like notes. You're just like, I'm just sending bombs to people. I'm like, let me just drop this bomb on something. Like we can, we can like, you know, ease it up and lighten it up and keep it more PC if you want, but. <laughs> that's the best. I love it. Uh, well, we'll end it with that. Thanks Chelsea so much for being here with me. You guys, Um, I will link to everything Chelsea. She does my favorite, which everybody loves. Chelsea, you're so stuck with doing that forever. Your um, Woo Woo Wednesdays. <laughs> I, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work to do that. Right. Yeah. But I actually really like it. Okay. Cause I was like, yeah, people love it. So she does, um, on her Instagram on Wednesdays, she does like four little images of something. You have to pick one and then you have a message and it's really fun. So, um, you'll love her for that. And, um, I'll link to all the things Chelsea and, um, you know, she'll be in soul collective, get to know her. She's amazing. And we love having you and I love having you as a friend. Oh, thank you. Likewise. And my little alien friend. Thank you, Nikki. I've loved this conversation as always. Hey there again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my convo with Chelsea. I love her very much. And I just wish I could record all the phone call conversations we have because they're always so fun and exciting. Um, But what I wanted to do was have a little time, just you and I. And I want to talk about past lives. We touched upon past lives just a little bit with Chelsea, but I wanted to go deeper and do like a little kind of solo episode here with you. 
about past lives because there's a lot of information out there. Um, you know, it's important to kind of understand why past lives are important in our spiritual journey and what we can do with them, the do's and don'ts, all that kind of stuff. So if you guys are down, I want to share that information with you. So I was just thinking that it's been a while since, I mean, I've known about past lives for for so long now. I mean, it's like, you know, 15 years or something when it came to my awareness. Um, but funny enough, I had this girlfriend who's like very Catholic and uh, she's my age, but she recently discovered past lives and, you know, it, it, it sat in there, like it actually stuck with her. And, um, and it's just so funny to see how much that has changed her perspective and like how much that can really blow somebody's mind. Um, especially when we're thinking, if we're going around the world thinking like, oh, this is it, this is like one lifetime, like after here I go and I get to rest in heaven. Like it's such a simple way of seeing um, the world and to seeing our life. So when you get into past lives, it can really like just blow your mind. And especially when, when we start to think about all these different types of past lives and all this stuff. So, so that's the first real big awakening. <laughs> you know, that's why that that's the first real big thing about why that's important for our spiritual path. It's like this idea that, that there is so much more than just this one lifetime and that we've done this many times and we've been around and we're so ancient and all that. And it's really, to me, I find that to be very empowering to know that like, this isn't it, that like, I'm so much stronger than this. So like, I don't get like one shot and then like, you know, have to go rest somewhere or whatever. So um, that to me is very empowering. So if you're just learning about past lives, I hope that it doesn't chatter you too much, but makes you realize like how cool you are, that you're this like, amazing creative energy that has lived for so many lifetimes. And that's really old. I think it's also empowering too, because if you find yourself doing something this lifetime and you don't feel like adequate enough for it, you know, so like, you know, maybe being a new parent or like taking on some sort of job. I remember when I discovered writing, so I wasn't trained to be a writer, but like one day I woke up and I was like, I want to be a writer. And I had already finished school and university and I wasn't going to like go back to school to be a writer. Um, and I was, naturally very good at writing. And I got myself some like writing gigs. And I became an editor. And in the beginning, I felt very inadequate. Like I felt very like, God, there's people that like go to school or get masters in like journalism. And look at me like writing, being an editor at this magazine. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But later when I figured out past lives, I've been a writer for many lifetimes. So like that's always been something in me. And that's why it was so natural for me. So I think in many ways too, in the simplest of ways, it gives you a little bit of a kind of, you know, makes you feel powerful again. And I think there's, there's a negative way and a good and a a positive way to see that. But I think that's the positive way to be like, you know, a lot of these things that you guys are doing that you're doing in your life, you've done for many lifetimes, whether it's like a skill and also relationships. So that's why in dating, I talk a lot about past lives because the worst is when you meet a past life, you know, person and you get confused and you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be with this person for the rest of my life. And you don't realize that it's just like, it's a past life connection. And that's always heartbreaking. But you know, it's like the girl or the guy that you date and you're like, oh my gosh, we're like meant to be like, I feel so at home. I recognize this person, all this kind of stuff. And then it doesn't work out. And you're like, what just happened? And you know, that's because all of most of our relationships, especially the close ones, we've done this before in some way and there's karma to be completed and there's lessons to be completed. And some of them are supposed to last. Some of them are not. Some of them are supposed to torture us. Some of them are supposed to give us love. So that, I think that's also another important part of past lives. Like we need to understand that a lot of what we're doing, we've been playing out because typically like without knowing about past lives, we think like, oh, 
maybe I'm playing out some of my dad issues with my husband and yeah, like, or maybe I'm, you know, trying to be like my mom in some sort of way. So we're, we're thinking about like the very current relationships, but then you throw in past lives and it's like this whole other layer that it's like, no, not only am I like maybe trying to play out my dad stuff with my husband, but my husband and I murdered each other in our past lives and we're working through that or something, you know? So there's all sorts of layers to our relationships because of these past lives. And that's an important reason for them too. And then like, once you get to understand your past lives and maybe experience them a little bit, um, what starts to happen, which is really cool, is that you're going through life, something shows up like in your energy and you're just like, oh, like I, I, you know, you get triggered by something. You're like, oh my gosh, that like really triggered me. And you don't understand like why you're so mad at that one friend. Like who cares? Like she just did this little thing and you're really mad at her. And then you realize that, oh, like I am being triggered by this thing. Like I know that in a past life I like was poor or I know in a past life, like I was murdered for being a witch. So I'm like being triggered by this and I'm working through that because what's interesting is that your um, energy, your soul almost has like PTSD from these other lifetimes. So sometimes things will trigger us and we're like, what is happening? And really, you know, those things are only coming up to be healed. So they're kind of scary when they show up, but if you don't have an explanation for it, it's important to kind of seek out possibly a past life explanation for it um, because it's usually there. So I remember like the other day, well, not the other day, a while ago, I was like, this friend was kind of telling me that like something I was doing about like the spiritual work, whatever that I was doing, like she was not feeling super comfortable about it. And it's so triggering to me. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I was like so upset that like she had anything to say about my work. And for me, it was like, because I had, you know, I've had lifetimes where I've been persecuted and I needed to like not be persecuted to, to be able to move forward and to be able to do this work. So I had to work through like my own persecution from a lot, from a past life. So how, do, well, I do them on my own. Like I can work through my past life stuff on my own, but if you um, haven't learned to do past life work yet, you know, there's so many amazing healers out there that can support you. So let's talk about how you can see past lives or how you can experience them, not necessarily see them, but experience them. So there's a few ways. So you can do a past life regression, which therapists do. I mean, there's hypnotherapy um, people do that. Practitioners do them too. Um, Actually, when I studied hypnotherapy about over 10 years ago, I did... um, like I studied past life regressions and I wasn't really super into this work before um, that time. I was kind of like, I kind of knew about it. I had already read like many lives, many masters, that kind of stuff. And I was like, this is so crazy, but it was bizarre how like they taught me once, like they taught us once how to do this meditation. And like, sure enough, you see a past life. So my intro was not, well, it wasn't really hypnotherapy that introduced me to that, but I learned by reading Brian Weiss's books, which many of you probably started there, uh, Many Lives, Many Masters, but I love his other ones. Um, what's the other ones that I love? Only Love is Real or something like that. But there's, I like his other books more than many. To me, Many Lives, Many Masters is like a pamphlet. It's just a short little thing. But anyways, that was my first start. Then when I took the hypnotherapy course, I learned to do these past life regressions and that was very cool. But Now I do them through the Akashic records. And the reason that I like to do it through the Akashic records, and for those of you who don't, that don't know what the Akashic records is, it is a energetic realm, like an energetic place that we can go to in meditation that holds all the information of the past, the present, and the future. So it looks like a library and like you have your own little library. And in that library, there's all these books, which are basically just a bunch of, you know, energy, a bunch of information 
about your soul. So if you've ever done a reading with me, I go into the Akashic Records. That's how I pull a lot of the information. And you probably, if you do a reading with any of the soul mentors, they do the same. So the, the difference you can do, you can do a past life viewing through the Akashic Records, or you can do that through like a meditation with like Brian Weiss has these meditations or again, like what I learned in hypnotherapy, which are really cool and, I, and they do work. But the only reason they're like not my go-to is because when you do it like that, you're at the mercy of whatever past life shows up. So like if you go in there and let's say you really want to know why you struggle with money, like that may not, that may not be what shows up because it's kind of, it's like kind of flipping through the channels. Like you don't know what's going to happen as opposed to like going to Netflix and you're like, okay, I'm going to watch this show. So that's, it's cool because sometimes, you know, it's nice to be open and see like what needs to come through for us. And I definitely have done, I've, I've experienced healings like that before, but really what, you know, we want to go into past lives because we want to heal whatever has been happening for many lifetimes. So for example, I'm trying to think of a healing that I went through. So for example, when I knew that persecution stuff was showing up in me, I was like, okay, I want to go into the Akashic records. And I specifically want to see the first time I was ever persecuted for doing this work. And the reason I'm asking for the first time, because there's probably like six lifetimes, but I want to see the first time because that's how I break the chain. So I go into that lifetime and then I heal that lifetime, which then heals everything after it. And that supports me in this lifetime where I've kind of neutralized that trigger. That's like, you know, oh my gosh, she's, you're going to be murdered if you talk about, you know, spirit metaphysical stuff, which is what it feels like in my body. So if I don't know how to go through the Akashic records, I'm kind of at the mercy of whatever shows up in the meditation regression. So there's, there's, you can go like on YouTube and there's tons of like meditations to help you. I think again, Brian Weiss, I believe has ones that can help you see a past life, which is really cool. I definitely did that. But then ultimately, if you know, you have certain like things that you want to heal, or maybe you want to see your relationship with your, you know, ex-boyfriend or something like it's, you want to go through the Akashic records. You can, again, anybody that has access to the Akashic records or, you know, we teach Akashic records in soul leader and in soul teacher. So you can always do it on yourself with time. So that is why, like, I like the Akashic records, you know, and the thing about past lives is that it actually even shows up what, what we were talking about with Chelsea is that like your past lives actually show up in your astrology chart, which is like amazing. So there's also clues to what needs to be healed from these lifetimes. So it's like kind of getting energy back from these lifetimes, clearing things, clearing karma, all that stuff. And it's just going to make life much easier and you're going to be able to flow more because it's sometimes these past lives show up and they're like kind of like speed bumps in your road. So as we start to learn them, we're like clearing them from many lifetimes and from many different realms. Like imagine if, you know, if your energy is existing in all these different places, you're like, you're clearing that out. So that's why I love, I love past lives. It also explains a lot about you and about the weird things. Like I had this one girlfriend who's like obsessed with, uh, she was like really into the Titanic and, you know, later, like I, we, and we never looked into it, but we were like, oh my gosh, you've totally lived a past life in the tight. Like, you know, when either the Titanic was happening or something like that, she was just so drawn to it. So sometimes like the things that we're like super drawn to, like, I think Indian women are like the most beautiful women. And once I was doing a past life and sure enough, like I was an Indian man. So like, to me, I'm like, oh, these like women are so gorgeous and so beautiful. So it's really interesting how some of that will show up in a very playful way in your life as well. But it also just gives you clues to who you are and to like, and to what's happening. So especially, you know, like things like, I don't know, like I can, why can't I find a 
you know, a partner or like, why do I always have the same money problems or why am I always afraid of this? Like, I promise you there's probably something, definitely there's, and the thing is that you're probably going to have some of those issues. You're probably going to have reasons to validate those issues this lifetime. So like maybe money issues is because like, oh, my mom always told me I wasn't good with money. So therefore like, that's why I have those money issues. But the thing is like the wound is already there. It's like the opening is already there. So if anybody like throws that dart at you, like you're going to absorb it more because that wound came from another lifetime. So while there may be an explanation for it from this lifetime, there's definitely a deeper explanation from other lifetimes. So we want to look into them. And what's cool about past lives is that, you know, sometimes just hearing the story, like hearing the past life is so healing in itself. You can definitely have like a full on healing but even just like hearing the story is so, is so nice. Um, like I, what, I remember when I was practicing past lives, I asked my girlfriend if I could practice on her and she, again, pretty religious, didn't care to like be there with me in the Akashic record. So I just was like, okay, I'm going to view the past life and then I'm going to report back to her. And what I reported back to her, she was like, it just like really clicked for her. She was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like that makes so much sense. And it shifted just that information shifted something in her that helped her heal. Like what was happening was part of a relationship that she was in. So really just like, you don't even have to view it or experience it or anything. Just getting the information in itself is very healing. So yeah, that's what I wanted to share about past lives. I hope you guys, you know, I, I want it to be like a tool for you in this journey. And I know that there's so much information out there, so it's kind of confusing. So I hope that cleared it up a little bit. And if you need any support in finding that past life, you know, you know where to find me on Instagram or any of the places. And um, again, check out Chelsea's like past life healings, things like that. Um, and yeah, I hope that was fun. And, and I hope you guys share too. Like I know we're on the podcast here, but if you go to Soul Collective, which is my free little, you know, hangout spot, I'd love to hear you like any experiences with past lives because they're fascinating and they're very helpful for other people to hear. So if you've had any cool ones, head on over to Soul Collective and share. All right. And maybe I'll share some of mine with you too. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much. Again, if you like my new podcast, please, please, please subscribe. Leave me a message. Leave me a review. That would be amazing. It helps me get cooler people on the podcast and helps me to continue to keep the podcast going. So it means a lot. Thank you much. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. If you love what you're hearing, would you mind leaving a review or sharing with a friend? That little review does so much. It's so damn helpful. You don't even know. So thank you for that. And if you're ready to unlock your spiritual gifts, enroll in my three-level program, Soul Academy, or join my free community, Soul Collective. I'd love to have you there. The links to join are below in this episode. Until next time, love you much.